Wasn't that video amazing? I am really loud. I don't know if anybody can. Am I loud to you guys? Okay, it's really echoey up here. I'm sorry. Um, wasn't that video amazing? I mean, those pictures. Those pictures were just a, a beautiful reminder of the glory of God's creation. And then the words. The words were just a, just a, a reminder of the inspiration and the fulfillment that poetry can bring. And I don't know about you, but as I watched that video, something began to kind of stir inside of me. I began to ask myself, what, what would it be like to be there? How would I feel if I was standing where that man was? Something began to, to bubble up, a sense of wonder and curiosity began to just well up inside of me as I watched that video. And that, that's what we've all been created to long for. We've all been created with a longing for a sense of wonder. But too often we try to suppress it or we try to fill it with the wrong things. We let the, the daily grind of life slowly work the wonder and joy and awe that life can bring out of us. And that's why kids are so amazing, right? Anybody who has, who has kids knows that somehow children are able to take the ordinary and to discover the extraordinary out of it. They just seem to be wired to, to look at a situation and be able to celebrate it, enjoy it for what it is. They, they just seem to be inoculated against this kind of dull, you know, ho-hum, daily grind that so many of us are, are suffering through. And in fact, kids tend to challenge us with, with wonder. We, we look at them and say, how, how could you be so excited about what's going on around you right now. Let me give you a couple examples. I have a son, his name is Channon, and he's, he's four years old. And this last Father's Day, Christine uh, surprised me and made arrangements for us uh, to go to the lake. And we spent the day at the lake, and, and we were fish, fishing. Christine knows that I love to fish. And so Channon and I are standing in the water, and we're fishing. And Channon is literally casting a bobber with no hook on it. Because I'm not, I don't, my faith isn't there yet, you know. So, so he's just casting away, and I'm casting too, and I'm fishing, and I'm really trying to fish. And if you've ever fished with a four-year-old, you know, we didn't catch anything. We had no bites. You know, we just sat, sat out there for several hours just throwing lures into the water and reeling them in, throwing them out there, reeling them in. And as we got ready to kind of wrap up for the day, we, remember, we haven't caught anything. We haven't had any bites. Chan looks at me, and he says, Dad... This is the best day of my life. Right? And then another time, uh, I, I came home from work, and Christine and the kids were in the backyard, and they were just kind of hanging out, playing. And so I just left my backpack in the car, and I just went through the gate and came right into the backyard. And Chad was like, Dad. And I was like, hey, buddy. And he said, hey, will you push me on the swing? I said, sure. So he gets on the swing, and I'm pushing him back and forth, back and forth. And he leans back and he's like, Dad, this is the best day ever. I mean, just think about that. Think about the sense of wonder that he must be living with. For a day 
two days like that to be described as the best day ever and the best day of his life. I mean, we didn't, we didn't catch the state record fish. We didn't even get a bite. We didn't go to Disneyland. We were in our backyard in Canyon, Texas on a swing. But for him, for Channon, my son was somehow able to, to focus on the joy of the moment. And with, with that joy, he was able to celebrate the wonder of what was going on around him. And he enjoyed every last minute of it. So here's the huge question for us. Again, kids challenge us with, with our senses of wonder. How can we, how can we cultivate a sense of wonder on our ordinary days like Channon has? Because they were very ordinary, and some would say even kind of boring days. But for him, they were overwhelming with a sense of wonder and satisfaction. How can we, as believers in Christ, find the wow so that we can survive the blah? How can we do that? Because the beauty of creation is all around us, all the time, but our senses have gotten dulled to it. We walk past the wonder and the miracle of the creation of the world, and we just pass it by, and we, and we just go by completely disconnecting and unnoticing the glory that surround it, surrounds us every day. We, get, uh, we walk past that beauty because we're in a fog of, of rush, we're in a fog of worry. We're in a fog of social media. We're completely distracted and missing out on the wonder that God's creation could bring. And so I want to challenge you today. I'm going to read the scripture again. I'm going to ask you to get a little bit out of your comfort zone. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you today as I read uh, Genesis 1 again to use your imagination. So it helps close your eyes. And I want you to tap into your imagination. I want you to use your senses. I want you to imagine what it would be like if you had a front row seat and you were watching these events in Genesis chapter 1 taking place. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless, void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. While a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. And he called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. So I just want you to begin to think to yourself. You can keep your eyes closed if you want. What, what emotions did you feel that time? What, what, what did you see in your imagination? Did, did wonder begin to stir in you? Did wonder, did, did a sense of awe, did, did a sense of excitement, anticipation, a sense of joy, a sense of satisfaction in, in enjoying that moment with the Lord? Did that get stirred up? Since the moment of creation until now, we have been playing a part 
in this amazing drama, but we miss out because we don't tap in. We don't, we, we've stopped expecting and hoping God to catch us in awe of his presence in our day-to-day lives. That's why, the, that's why the, the entertainment industry is so huge. You have theaters, you have sports teams, you have video games. All of them are profiting off of our increasing demand to be satisfied with a sense of wonder, to be overwhelmed, to be caught in awe. As Mike Bickle says, we have substituted the holy with the temples of false fascination. We've substituted the holy with temples of false fascination. And entertainment isn't bad, but too many of us have made worldly entertainment our God. And we seek it more than we seek the beauty of God and his creation. So we've become spiritually bored. But my hope, my hope for us as a people of God is that we would learn to live daily lives with a satisfied longing for wonder. Because that longing is there. God has given to us. He's built it into our hearts. Where, where we get frustrated is it's, it goes unsatisfied. Because we're trying to satisfy it with entertainment, with more toys, more trips, uh, more, more uh, entertainment. But in order for us to, to cultivate a longing that can be satisfied, we have to find God in our day-to-day. We have to develop senses that, that notice God's presence. And some of the ways that we do that are things that you already know. Studying the Bible, prayer, worship, fasting. These are intentional ways that we can seek the Father through the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we also have to learn that our, that our longings, and this is all that we've been talking about, our longings, God built them into us, but he also desires to fulfill them for us. They're not just there to frustrate us. They're there, they're a moment for us to be satisfied by our Father. And so I want to remind you the longings that we talked about. Number one, we have a longing to know God. And we said that God is, is holy love. That is who he is. We have a longing for our identity, and God gave us that identity. He created us in his image, and he made us his children. We have a longing for purpose, and and God said, you can have a purpose. Your purpose is to love me and to love one another. And we have a longing to be known, and God says, hey, I I know you, so stop hiding. Take off the mask. You are known. And we have a longing for impact. And God says, I want you to have an impact. And the way that you have an impact is by living out the identity and the purpose that I gave you. And then the last, God gave in our hearts a longing for a sense of wonder. And, if, and that will naturally develop and be fulfilled as we learn to trust God to fulfill those other five longings. And as we learn to live those out as we trust Christ's leadership in our lives. And today we have a, a unique opportunity to do that as well. Just like uh, I, you tuned into your imagination and you just began to, to, to wonder and, and look for God's presence in the scripture that we read, I challenge you today on Communion Sunday to, to look at communion that way as well. Because on the surface, it's bread and it's Welch's grape juice. On the surface. But somehow, 
God in his power and in his glory in a way that we can't understand, as John Wesley describes it, that bread and that juice become a means of grace for us. They become an opportunity. Today, you have an opportunity to experience more of God's grace at the table of communion in a way that we can't understand, but we should still be caught in awe and wonder by. Let's pray.